Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sven FL. I'm It's uh, John Rollins. And we're uh, two Americans living in Sweden talking about football, NFL football. Uh, and it's been a crazy week. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> I think we could uh, save the best for last. Uh, but uh, we can just rattle yeah, I, it all like- off. I, I, when you say the best for last, I'm like struggling to figure out well, which one is the best. The juiciest, <laughs> the juiciest, the one we've been we've been actually kind of giving updates uh, on uh, the the Washington football team. Uh, so at the end of this uh, episode, at the end of current events, we'll talk about in depth about uh, what's happening with that organization. Right. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's kind of heavy, so we could start off light, if you will. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where to start off that qualifies as light. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna save that for the for the end, you kind of have to start with the with the COVID nineteen thing because I, I think the thing that probably has the most devastating potential on the league writ large is this this idea that they're trying to pull back thirty five percent of the players' salaries. Oh yeah. Um, we mentioned it last week. Um, and this problem appears to be growing. Uh, and, and it doesn't look good for the league because no. you know, they, were, they were the one professional sports league that had the luxury of time to figure out how to do this right. And now that we're like, I mean, what? It's I read somewhere, isn't it like the 28th of July that rookies are supposed to report to camp? Yeah, camp's supposed to start normally the last week of July. So, different teams, different dates, but yeah. So here we are just a few weeks away from the start of training camp, uh, and none of this shit has been figured out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I already know how you feel about it, but I don't personally think that it's really on the players uh, to take a pay cut. No. Uh, especially when they're the ones who are putting themselves the most at risk. Yeah, for us. Yeah, and for the league, like for these billionaires to keep making their money, the least they could do is they could take a fucking hit, man. Yeah, for something that, as much as we love it, uh, is non-essential. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, we like to think that it's somewhat essential. Yeah. It feels essential when it's happening because you love it so much. Um, Yeah. But it's not. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like that's true. Uh, so there's a lot to be worked out there. There's a lot to be worked out regarding the, you know, the the protocol. You know, these organizations they always strike me as so funny. You know what I mean? They they behave so grown up. You know, like they have everything under control and 
we're having internal discussions and yeah uh, meanwhile they don't have a fucking clue no what they're doing no they really don't um you know they're not going to do the bubble thing because it's impossible yeah right the other leagues and even that is ridiculous too i mean that all the other leagues that are that are claiming to put their players in a bubble that i mean that's just like that's just a word you're not literally put them in a in a bubble it's like, like uh it's like uh, tsa they're not going to stop some shit from happening, but it makes us all feel a little bit better. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Or uh, I call it a pacifier. Like some people f- flash their lights at yeah. the red light. Yeah. And then they're like, That's what makes it change to green. Have you ever heard people doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I'm like, No, it's not what makes it change to green. Just it pacifies you, makes you feel like you're doing something while you wait. But exactly. the light's gonna change when the light's gonna change, and that's the same thing. This with this COVID stuff, man. This shit's gonna. They should just. The better tactic, I would think, is to just say, "Hey, man, we want to play, and if the players want to play, we're gonna play. And uh, if somebody gets sick, then we'll handle it then." But to mm-hmm. pretend that some that they care is the the part that's uh, disgusting. I w- um yeah, and and back to the money issue. I mean that's a lot of um you know that's that's a lot of salary to be yeah 35% uh, man setting aside and especially for you know again we've had this conversation before it's like maybe it doesn't seem like such a big deal for a guy like Patrick Mahomes who just signed this giant mega deal but you know what about these guys who are making that kind of money yeah on the bubble know? of a roster yeah exactly um and I read somewhere today that NHL is not doing this I think they're trying to, and this is also what the NFL players are, are wanting to do. They want to spread this out, right? Mm. They, they have some kind of way where they could sort of, they could minimize the damage and spread it out gradually, whereas the owners appear to want to do this all right now, um, which is kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel like, I feel like the players have all the, the leverage because they've already signed a, what wasn't it like last year? The CBA. They already signed the CBA, so it's like the players don't have to do shit. Well, the thing is, if the league doesn't, if the league takes a hit, and which it will, and won't make as much money, then that affects the salary next year. True. So the salary caps could get really hit hard, but that hurts the teams too. That yeah. doesn't only hurt because then you can't build your team the way you want to. So mm-hmm. they could just call it a wash the season, play it out, make whatever. Three, four billion instead of your ten billion, and then next season resume as as you would have. I don't know. I would I try to do a wash all the time, but I don't know all the specifics and whatnot. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I forgot to ask you how you doing, man. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I just got back from Lulio. Really? You went uh, to Lulio? Yeah, working at Lulio. Uh, I think I'm allowed to talk about what I'm working on now because they had a press release the other day. Okay. Uh, I'm in the new TV series version of La Samaya. La Samaya, what's that? It's like a kid's story, like a children's story. It's about these two little kids who, it's kind of like Nancy Drew, I guess, you know? Like, they're like these two little detective kids. Oh, that's Uh, really cool. And it all takes place in this little town and... And there's all these like regular characters in the town, like the guy who owns the bake, the woman who owns the cafe, and you know the fireman, the priest, uh, the guy who owns the jewelry shop. I own the hotel in the town. That's what of I'm course. playing this character named Ronnie Hazelwood. 
Um, yeah, so I had my first day on that show. Um, yeah, so we're filming for the next like two or three months, and nice I man. Put it out in, I think they're going to release it at Christmas time, which is kind of the perfect time to release something like that. That's so cool, man. I'm glad for huh. you. Where were you? You were somewhere. Where'd you go? I went to uh, our friend's summer house in Melissa. I have no idea where that is. It's like towards Flynn. Oh, I know Flynn. Uh, you know Flynn's Ost? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I know. Where did I? I stayed somewhere not far from Flynn a couple of years ago. I can't remember the name of the town now. Yeah, it was nice, man. We were, they, I actually jumped in the water. That's yeah. not my thing. I know oh, I'm really? from Miami. I like to do beach swimming in warm okay. water, right. uh, and that doesn't exist here. And uh, right. I've had my epiphany finally because uh, all the time I wonder, why do these Swedes do this? Why do they go out in these little makeshift beaches uh-huh. in this water and uh, and go in this cold water? And then I started yeah. thinking, well, it's all they got. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, should they just be like, well, unless it turns into Miami weather, we're not going out. No, they're doing that, and they're jumping in this cold ass water, and they're making the best of it. So, uh, I changed my view on that, man. I'm all about it. So, I actually tried to jump in, uh, regretted it immediately, of course. And uh, but I get it, man. I get it, was man. It deep, More power to deep, the sweets. Was it deep enough to do like a can opener? A can opener is that cannonball? Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, I did can- that. I did it, but I'm so like stiff that I looked like I was just in a a, a pilot chair. <laughs> so the, I always find this kind of funny that the, the cannonball is when you grab both knees, you go yeah. into the full ball. The can opener is when you just grab the one knee. Oh, okay, okay. I could have done a can opener. I, the water was deep enough. Yeah, I couldn't touch. Yeah. I couldn't touch the bottom and yeah, still have my head above the water. So, but I I learned something several years ago that I thought was quite funny when. You know, we, in America, we call it the can opener when you grab the one knee and you go in and make the biggest splash that you can. Mm. Here in Sweden, they call it the American. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we do, man. We grab one leg and then make yeah. the biggest splash we can. <laughs> exactly. We try to wet down as many spectators as possible in the process. And another <laughs> thing that happened is that I uh, I saw a video of me jumping in the water and I told myself <laughs> I'm going to immediately go to the gym for the next <laughs> <laughs> fucking 30 days. My wife's birthday wow. is August 16th. I'm going to work out every day until her birthday because this shit is not, it's not right. You and me both, man. We should do like a pact or something. Yes. Because like, honestly, you know, since I made the the other show, we got this, the Palmas thing. I mean, I used to jog every day. Um, but really I have, I just jogged for the first time, like maybe a week ago. Um, but it was the first time I had jogged in like almost a year and a half because I've been so busy working on the show. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. I definitely, it's the, you know, poor eating, too much beer, not enough exercise. We'll we'll keep each other motivated, man. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to do it. I shouldn't say try. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna just work out every day until my wife turns uh, her next her next birthday. So that's not too long. It's thirty two days. I I got it in today. Mm. I feel good. So nice. cool. I feel like if I get started while I'm on vacation, I'm still on vacation, or not working. So if I get started right now, then get my my mind right. Nice. But anyway, uh, you said you had an update on your boy, man. Oh my god. 
I, I mean, you know, again, I hate to take joy. No, I don't. I, I don't hate to take joy in this poor man's um, <laughs> mess that he appears to have gotten himself into. But I have to be honest, like every time it, like when it pops up, I'm flying off the sofa when I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe that DeAndre Baker has like turned in the gift that just keeps giving. Uh, yeah. So the update is as follows. Um, it appears. To, so, okay. So the last time, okay, let's go all the way back to the beginning. They were, uh, um, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar were accused of robbing a high roller backyard barbecue in Miami. All right. Uh, stealing Rolex watches and stacks of cash and all this shit. Uh, his alibi, he claims, was Madden. He was playing Madden. That's right. As you uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his lawyer was saying that these charges are going to be dropped by the end of the week, and then a few weeks go by, um, and then suddenly a witness comes forward and says, uh, you know, none of the accusations are true. Uh, I can tell you right now that DeAndre Baker had nothing to do with this robbery. He didn't see anything. He was playing Madden with me, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so now it dropped, what, two to three days ago, uh, that apparently there are four victims from the alleged May 13th robbery who have been paid to give false statements. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! And what yeah. statements had they given? Well, they basically, you know, they, they changed their testimony from DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar robbed this motherfucking place to, no, they didn't have nothing to do with it. Okay, so so all of the people that are saying DeAndre Baker didn't do it are also saying Quentin Dunbar didn't do it. Apparently, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's some really fascinating character. Is this the guy? Dominic Johnson is said to have helped orchestrate a payoff of $55,000 to the four alleged victims of Baker uh, with Baker appearing to have provided the funds. Wow, he's gonna buy his way out of it, huh? Uh huh. Ooh, how long? Uh, how long until he gets punished? <laughs> I don't know. His lawyer, however, is still trying to maintain that these guys are like this is some sort of extortion scheme. Um. Okay. So we'll see how that. But it just tells me that the story is not over. Yeah, uh, man. Which is fantastic. Yes, we're gonna get more. We're getting more. <laughs> uh, well, well, speaking of getting paid, a couple of players getting paid. They did. Miles they Garrett. Got, he got paid a lot, guaranteed too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Miles. Like a hundred million guaranteed. Uh, I don't. A yeah. hundred million guaranteed. One hundred twenty-five million dollar contract with a hundred million in guaranteed money. Fifty, 50 million of which was guaranteed at his signing, just for showing up and fucking writing his name on a piece of paper. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know it was that much guarantee. That's good for him, man. He's uh. So the it's listeners know rare, he's. I'm oh, sorry. Contract for a defenseman. Yeah. A, a defensive end, though, man. Getting the quarterback and being the quarterback. That's where the money's at, man. Uh, the uh, he's notorious for. Uh, smacking uh, Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet. <laughs> that's right. With know. with his own helmet. So that's uh, the part. <laughs> I saw something that said that uh, with that contract, he could smack him 1,237 <laughs> times with the fine that he got. 
1,237 more times they can smack him in the head. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't account for, like, the fine going up for being a repeat offender. Yeah, they didn't like, think yeah, about that part, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, I feel like we still never really got clarity on that, on that situation. No, and I think maybe that means some, uh, I don't know. I did probably just figure, we can't figure it out. I don't know. He's saying that he says some racial epithet, and mm. uh, Mason Rudolph denies it, of course. Um, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Derrick Henry got paid. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Derrick Henry getting paid because running backs uh, normally have a very short lifespan. Even after a big year, they normally fall off. But Derrick Henry, man, he... Also, I think the thing I love about Derrick Henry is that he reminds me of, like, the running backs of my childhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, all, every down back, a uh, workhorse. Smash mouth. Yeah. Fucking uh, Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Earl Campbell. God. Yeah. Campbell. I love those clips of Earl Campbell where he's just running motherfuckers over. And the, the one where they're, like, they're just literally ripping his jersey apart as they're trying to bring yeah. him down and Still just like hell no, yeah, <laughs> hell no, and uh, or OJ, OJ, and he was yeah. the best part of his running was uh how he could cut, yep, <laughs> yeah, and jump over chairs on his way to the. Uh, he could cut, man. He could really cut uh two throats. No, but OJ was uh was another one that could ran pretty hard. Uh, and Jim Brown, another one ran hard. Uh, so so yeah, man, he's a throwback running back, and he got paid in this NFL. It's very pass happy NFL, so I'm glad for him. But uh, I still think it's dumb for a team to pay uh crazy money. What was the contract worth? Um, it was a four year, fifty million. Fifty million. Deal. 25 and a half guaranteed. Yeah. Wow. Congrats, brother. I hope he uh, puts it to good use. I hope he can help. I, I always root for Tannehill, and he's down there now in uh, at Tennessee or up there from Miami to Tennessee. So uh, I hope uh, the, they start with the run there, and if Derrick Henry is healthy, then that bodes well for Ryan Tannehill. So I hope they, they get it going, man. They took out the Pats last year, so. I'm rooting for that. Yeah, for sure. And I like uh, Mike Vrabel for some reason. Yeah. He seems like a, a good coach. He's clever. He seems very clever. Yeah. Um, what else going on? We got Jason Jackson. Uh oh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Oh, did you want to say Dak did not get paid? I just thought it was kind of <laughs> funny. Like <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> He did not get paid. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know. It, I mean, Zeke, obviously, you know, they had that drama from last year where he sat out. And they paid him, though, and uh, they, they can't afford to. They know. I think Jerry knows that the way he built that winning team back in the day was he put a line together. And he tried to do it again. They have a really good offensive line. But uh, you can't pay these players like this. 
like a, yeah. a big time running back, big time quarterback. If you pay both of them, what money's left? You got the most expensive offensive line, right. most and a very expensive quarterback, and the prices are going through the roof for quarterbacks. Well, you definitely well. It, there, there's a lot of things that don't really like for me. It just doesn't make sense because a you run the risk of losing your franchise quarterback um, down the road mm. um, because you didn't you didn't pay up for him. You didn't treat him like he was worth something. Uh, and B, if he's good this year, he's only going to be more expensive next year. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and then if you keep paying franchise and the quarterback's prices are going up, then the franchise is what the average of the top 10 salaries or something like that. If you keep paying these franchise contracts, it's just going to keep going up too. It gets rid- ridiculous. What if he goes out and ha- I mean, this is not going to happen, but it could happen. He goes out, has an MVP season, wins the Super Bowl. Then you're going to be like, "Fuck, I should have paid this guy last year." Yeah, and yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So that it obviously shows they're trying to wait until something better comes along. And uh, I feel bad for him in a league where uh, the the saying goes, the "NFL stands for not for long." So I, I really feel bad for the guy, man. But. But I mean, it's it's not it's not hard to get over it since he's a cowboy. Well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, but we I mentioned uh, Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson, yeah. who uh, uh, who quoted Hitler uh, last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, some ignorant yeah. shit. Yeah. I, okay, so okay for starters, he's been he's been fined. Yeah. By the by the team. Did they say the amount? Um, I see the I see their statement here, and it says they penalized them, but they don't say an amount. Yeah, you're right. So, but, but, but the part of the story that I really like, and I agree, I, we we talked about this last week. I, I firmly believe that he's, you know, this this is really more on the side of ignorance. Yeah. Than anything, um, and the response is something that I think is worth paying attention to where you had some of the other Jewish players in the league um, reaching out to him personally. Mm. Um, you had Edelman reaching out to him. Edelman's yeah. Jewish? I don't know if he's Jewish. But he, <laughs> I know his last name ends in man. <laughs> maybe he is Jewish. But the, the offer that he made was, he did this like Instagram, everybody's fuck, like, I, the, the, okay, I hate that everybody has to fucking talk to each other through Instagram. Yeah, right yeah, now, of course, yeah. It's like, just pick up the fucking phone and call the guy if you yeah, really mean it. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, beside the point. Um, he, off, he was like, look, I'm going to make you an offer. You and me, uh, Julian Edelman, Sean Jackson, we go to Washington, D.C., I take you to the Holocaust Museum, uh, and then you take me to the African-American Cultural History Museum, and then we sit down and we have some conversations. We have these, you know, it's all about having these uncomfortable yeah. conversations and all that kind of stuff. Um, They're going to have a podcast called Who Had It Worst? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this, for me, the, I feel like this is this is a better way to do it than to, yeah. than to just keep throwing gasoline on top of this fucking cancel culture yes. higher fire. Uh, that just seems to be wiping. I mean, because I think it's really, it's really not that hard to tell when somebody, someone genuinely feels like they made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and that they're genuinely sorry for it. Um, yeah, I think so. And then it's hard. It's really hard to come out and say, "Hey, man, I was, I'm ignorant. Like, I'm, I'm dumb. There's information out there that I didn't try to get." And right. he basically did that. 
and uh, kudos. And it seems like he wants to learn. I hope they do this, this Edelman and and uh, Jackson thing. And um, it'll be something that, yeah, I think it'll be good for, for them. It'll be good for the league, the optics for the league, too, where they, they did a hopefully small financial penalty. And then there was a learning afterwards. And there's a lot of people that learned from this as well. Yeah. About the uh, like how rampant or uh, relevant anti-Semitism is still uh, all these years after the Holocaust. Yeah, and I, apparently Deshaun Jackson is also planning a a trip to Auschwitz. Oh, he's going to Auschwitz. Sad man. Auschwitz don't want him right now. America <laughs> with the <laughs> COVID. Yeah, yeah, Auschwitz like no, 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 no. Yeah. Man, it's embarrassing, man. Yeah. So I, I think this is a, I think this could turn out to be a real feel-good story. Yeah. Um, I would do it, make a documentary. There's got to be a documentary director out there that's like, hey, man, can I follow you guys? That could be really good, man. Have everybody in tears by the end of it. I'll follow him to Auschwitz. I got cameras. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Call me up. Spin is there with you guys. Come on, we'll go. <laughs> a yeah. SpinFL exclusive. How fun would that be? Bruh. But they're never going to. They got their own. Yeah, of course. Network on those things. Fuck those guys. They won't do it right. <laughs> they won't do it right. Yeah, we'll do it right. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we get on to the juice? Uh, well, I just wanted to bring up two more things that I thought okay. were really funny. And this is a great example of how the NFL has really not thought through. This this got a lot of attention from the players. The, the NFL has decided to cancel this, this jersey swapping Oh yeah. at the end of the game, which is really funny because of the COVID. It's like, yeah. And it was so funny, some of the comments. It was like, seriously, we're going to be out there for two hours, like, yeah. tackling each other, grabbing each swapping other. Swapping sweat. Swapping bodily swapping, fluids. Literally swapping bodily fluids. And yeah. now you don't want us to take it. It just seemed like such a dumb... Tone deaf, man. It's so stupid. Um, and then the other thing, have you seen this face shield? That they have. No, I haven't. I saw you sent that to me. I haven't gotten a look at it yet. So, I mean, a lot of players are already wearing the shield over their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it's it's extended down to the mouth, like the mouth area, um, and it does have it has little holes in it so you can breathe. But theoret- I mean, they have this is not just like somebody just drew this on a bar napkin. They've got like, you know epidemiologists and people like this are working on what's the best design mm-hmm. and you know it, it's very it's clear it's see-through it's very inconspicuous you can barely see it um so that's one thing but the thing that struck me the most is that when you look at the photographs this is essentially the the end of the face mask the 15 yard face mask penalty because you can't get your fingers in there no because you can't get your fingers in there well, that's good because face masks. Some of those look so bad when it happens. Yeah, like their head, their neck turning like that. Well, I've never seen a face mask lead to an immediate injury, but it still just looks horrible when that when their heads get turned like that. You know what? As much as I I agree with you, but I gotta say, like when my team gets a, you know, gets a fifteen yard face mask <laughs> penalty, I'm pretty fucking excited. You know. <laughs> remember, remember when it was uh. Five or fifteen? Oh 
the referee, yeah. so the listeners know, the referees used to determine if it was 5 or 15. That could make you so angry when your team gets a face mask. You're like, oh, no, it's a 5. It's a 5. And, it didn't even turn set, and it's a 15. Uh, uh, or or your team gets it, and you're like, that's a 15. He's trying to kill him. <laughs> There's nothing better than your guy not getting the first down and realizing there was a face mask on the play. He's uh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We got it. First down, baby. First down. Stop cheating. Stop cheating. <laughs> I can't wait to watch a game together, man. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, now we can move on, I think. I, I looked at the face mask, too, by the way, uh, the face shield, and uh, uh, it looks pretty slick. It, it does. Is this only a temporary thing, though? Did they say it's only for COVID, or is this just something they're thinking of? I, I mean, when is this COVID thing going to be over? That's my thing. Well, I was just, I just Vaccine? Flew the, I flew for the first time up to Lulio and back, and, and my wife and I, we were talking in the airport, because they make you wear a mask in the airport. Okay, really? Uh-huh. And, um, That's good. Well, they make you wear a mask on the plane. They don't necessarily make you wear it in the terminal. Um, but I think this, in a way, I think it could be the new normal for quite a while. I think even after they have a vaccine, I think you're still going to see a lot of people wearing masks. Yeah. It was like that with SARS, man. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese continued to wear masks. They got hit pretty hard with SARS. But I remember, you know, call me racist, but I, you know, when I traveled during those, yeah, during those days, whenever I would see Asian people wearing masks in the airport uh, i would always feel really uncomfortable like shit what do they know that i don't know this, yeah this bugs me. like yeah but that's that's their thing that's their part of the world that's not us we're fine we're good <laughs> <laughs> just to make myself feel better yeah of course um but yeah now now i think we're in the same boat as those guys i think we're gonna be wearing those masks for a while that's good man uh i, I can't look at stuff the same anymore i, w- I watch older movies crowds i'm just like get slightly anxious mm-hmm. what movie was i watch? i was watching something the other day and it, uh a wedding crashers i was like oh all these people oh <laughs> yeah. well i have a there's a there's a scene that i have to do later um where i'm supposed to kiss my co-actor on the cheek and i'm like i mean i'm, I'm like is this gonna be like how are they gonna mm. You yeah. Know, how how are you gonna do romantic comedies from here on out? You know what I mean, or just any kind of romantic scene at all? So it's just just you yeah. gotta, everyone's gonna have green screen on their face, and just, <laughs> just <laughs> drawing in. Fixing a post. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a green screen mask. <laughs> uh, uh, so now we got to move on to the team of the hour. For me, the Redskins situation, this is a classic good, bad, and ugly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was thinking maybe we start with the good. Okay. Right? I like it. Okay. Um, Good news. It is official. The Redskins are no more. Their Washington football team is changing their name. They made that official. When was that? Monday? I believe it was Monday. I think it was Monday. Um. So they went for, what was it, like three years ago, Dan Snyder said never. And he even said to the journalist, he was like, you can write never in capitals if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a dick. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, well, Deborah has apparently come. Uh, <laughs> Never worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of great, you know, suggestions for names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we spoke about the two front runners last week being the Red Tails mm-hmm. um, and the Warriors. A new one has popped up this week. Uh, the Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Okay. Red Wolves. And there's been some really cool, I don't know who's out there, these Photoshop genius dudes doing some pretty kick-ass mock-ups of what the uniforms uh, could look like. Pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, they're probably going to, I think any team that gets a new uniform now is gonna, or a new logo or whatever is going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be putting forth uh, the, the best efforts. One of the funnier stories that popped up, too, uh, which my first reaction was, God, what a dick. This, so there's this guy, he's a... Uh, what did they say he was? Some sort of a realtor, like a real estate agent or something. Mm-hmm. Since 2015, this guy has been trademarking potential Washington Redskins name. Like, to, like he knew, like this, we've mentioned this before. This is not a new thing. Right. We've been talking about this name for a while. This guy has been going to the U.S. Patent Office and patenting potential name changes since 2015. It's like, I forget how much they said he paid. It was like, couple of hundred bucks per, per, per patent. patent. And some of the name changes were really funny, too. Like he bought uh, Washington Americans, Washington Bravehearts, the Federals, Forces, Founders, Gladiators, Monuments, Natives. This is my favorite. Pandas. Can you imagine? The, the Washington, Washington Pandas. Pandas. What a waste <laughs> of money. Uh, pigskins, Redtail Hawks, Renegades, Sharks, Veterans. So, so this guy has essentially bought up. Oh, it says here he spent over twenty dollars. Twenty Gs. Yeah. To secure various trademarks, and for those of you who don't understand what that means, it basically means that if the Washington team decides they want to change their name to one of the names that this guy already owns, um, they're gonna have to pay him for it. Um, Is that official? Like they will have to pay him? No. It's not because I did some looking into this, mm-hmm. um, and they do have a law within patent law. Uh, these people are essentially referred to as trademark squatters, and oh, okay. if you can prove that this person is just sitting on a trademark and they're not actually using it for anything, mm-hmm. um, then you can take it from them. Ah, well, fuck him. I hope they take it from him. Well, yeah, that was my first thought. But then my second thought was, wait a minute, fuck the Redskins. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that too. But, I mean, you know I mean? this I guy like, fits – this guy should work for the Redskins. You know what I mean? Like, this guy seems like the type of person that needs to be on there in the organization the way the organization is slash was after yeah. this fallout from what we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, somebody doing that I, – I, I can't stand that with somebody with no actual talent – like the guy Martin Scorey or whatever his name is, Mar- uh, or Scorelli, who who bought up the AIDS thing and then hiked the prices up. Ugh. Yeah, it's like fuck the guy. The what? What's the thing? There was a guy who had the the allergy pen. It's called the EpiPen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I know the EpiPen. It, it. I think there was a guy who did. I don't know if that's the same guy, but he did something similar. He bought them all up and then raised the price to like. Like, what a fucking yeah, and I know a guy who bought a bunch of uh, he bought a bunch of uh tests, COVID tests, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I'm and I think he bought a thousand of them, and then he's t- testing people, and uh, I mean I found that a little 
a little shady yeah. too, man. So stuff like that, I don't like that, man. Yeah. It's not my, not my cup of tea. So yeah. if something if something happens, like if somebody, if the government came and took those tests from that person, or if they came and took this name from the guy, it just seems like sweet justice, man. Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming there's probably some backlash on this guy because so that story came out. And then less than 24 hours later, a news story came out uh, that this guy is uh, has had a change of heart. Uh, <laughs> says he would give away any of his trademarks for free. Um, he claims that his change of heart, he's had an awakening. Yeah. Uh, after reading more about the Native American uh, <laughs> history situation, whatever. Uh, so he's got a publicist. <laughs> I think, well, I think, yeah, he may have been getting death threats. He didn't say, but, um, yeah, I think he's going to give the name away. I think DeAndre yeah. Baker paid him to change his uh, <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> or he just called DeAndre, what do I do? Yeah, he's like, hey, man, I'll tell you what, Listen. changing your story works. <laughs> Got me off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He bought it on PlayStation. <laughs> he bought all his trademarks on his PS4. Oh, man. Uh, but, I mean, that's a kind of funny laughing matter. But the rest of the Washington football team stuff is this the ugly, right? Or was this? Yeah, this was yeah, the bad. Now we're on to the ugly. Thought, yeah, just when you thought the name, the racist name of the team was the worst part of yeah. the story. Now they've got 15 women. Um they're filing a lawsuit for sexual harassment against the Washington Redskins. Um, 14 of them are remaining anonymous because they all signed non-disclosure agreements. Uh, One um, appears to be standing for the other 14. I guess she didn't sign one or maybe she doesn't give a fuck. Um, Nice. Good for her. Emily Applegate is her name. Um, Shout out. Yeah. Because the way they described some of the shit that was going on was just like, I mean, it's like being in high school, you know, like, you know, women being told to avoid the glass staircase because there's going to be men standing underneath it trying to look up their skirt. Like, how fucking juvenile. Yeah. What is this? A fucking uh, Belushi movie (laughs) from the, uh, was it Porky's? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like. It's so bizarre. And also, like, you know, and this is where, you know, where it really becomes infuriating. Like, you know, as they try to bring this to, you know, human resources attention, um, they're trying to go higher and higher up the the ladder within the organization to kind of get this to stop. Uh, And they're essentially told, like, hey, look, there's a thousand other women that would like to have your job. So deal with it. Um, Wow. So that's it's like the funny. worst answer yeah. <laughs> that you give in that situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's people feeling uh, rich and entitled and like they're above the law. Uh, there were even two, there were two journalists, two female journalists who came out and corroborated the story and said, yeah, these same guys that they're being accused uh, have, have grabbed me. And for, one girl worked for the Atlantic. I think another one worked. I can't remember where the other one worked. But. They grabbed a journalist? That's to me. That's like the height of fucking white male privilege. Yeah, like, that you could reach out and inappropriately grab a journalist. Yeah, but they probably found out that you could still become president. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you just grab him by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad one. 
Not to laugh about, joke about it, but. This is fucking disgusting. Uh, uh, so two of the guys have recently been fired. One of them, that was funny. He was one of them retired suddenly. Mm. Um, when did the firings happen? They happened not very long as ago. fallout. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find that. <clears throat> I don't know. It was recent. Okay. It was within the year. So they they've known about this for a while. Um, this story is breaking. Thanks to the Washington Post. Yeah, um, it seems like it's still come. Stuff is still coming out as we record. Yeah. Like I heard something about a bribery thing to the refs or something. Mm. But these, uh, kind of I don't stories, know. these kind of stories don't pop up overnight. You right. Know what I mean, like Washington Post when they publish something like this, this is something that they've been working on. I mean, they could have been working on this for over a year. You know what I mean? It's like these are big stories. Uh, the other thing that popped up in this story was something that I completely missed from, I don't know what year it was, but they also had a, some sort of a cheerleader scandal. You read about that? Where they? I heard, I heard it small about it. Tell me, tell that me more. Crazy. It was like, so they, they were taking all of the Washington football team's, uh, cheerleaders to this remote place in Costa Rica for a photo shoot that was going to be like, you know, the Washington cheerleader calendar. Right? Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like, you know, these cheerleaders in bathing suits, more or less, in Costa Rica. Uh, the first thing they did when they arrived was uh, took away all of their passports. Shady. Yeah. Um, and then during the photo shoot, they had they they kind of coerced or forced or I don't know exactly how you want to put it, but got some of the cheerleaders to go topless or to oh, do these no. photographs where they're. They're topless, but they have paint on their breasts or whatever, mm. even though they knew that those photos couldn't be used in the calendar. Um, oh, shit. And then on top of that, and here's where it gets even worse. Um, so they invited these, like, you know, representatives of their corporate sponsors to go along on this trip. To look uh, at their cheerleaders. So that they could watch the photo shoot and and then after the photo shoot was done some of the girls were told that they had to go back to the hotel get gussied up because they were going to essentially escort these uh corporate sponsors um at a party later that night oh that's sickening i mean it's basically like prostitution without sex more yeah, escort yeah like some geisha shit. After taking passports. Yeah, so you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's like cheerleader Washington. trafficking, basically, <clears throat> without the sex. Thankfully, yeah. no sex was uh, forced on these women. Yeah, they need to clean house, man. I Fuck mean, them all. Get them all out of there, starting with Dan Snyder. I, I noticed that Dan Snyder was, like, missing from all of these accusations. But, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. He's got all of these people in high positions that are doing this well, shit. He needs to go, he's, too. He's, he's, um, he's missing from the accusations, but they, they also claim, like, you know, you're in charge of this organization. Exactly. So the, it's the old saying, the, the fish rots from the head, you know? Yes. Um, you give us one every week, man. You, you're, you're full of these uh, <laughs> <laughs> sayings and euphemisms and whatnot. Uh, Hey, the fish rots from the head, man. What? What more can I say? What more? What more can I say? <laughs> it sums up, you know what I'm saying? 
Man. I I really hope uh, we'll be keeping everybody updated on this because uh, it is, as we said, a developing story. Uh, I really hope that they kick Dan Snyder out of here. Just his refusal to change the name when everybody until sponsors started getting on his giving him heat, and and then him being at the at the head of the team with all of this toxic environment is around and yeah. Fuck him, man. He doesn't need to be an owner anymore. They still have a very real problem on their hands. Um, well, now I feel like I understand why. But, you know, before they released this Washington Post article, there were stories about uh, the corporate sponsors who were still trying to sell their shares. Yeah, to the yeah. Team. I was like, well, why are they trying to sell? Now that they've announced they're changing the name, why are they still so jacked about selling their shares in the team? Well, now we know why. Yeah. Uh, because it wasn't just about that. Um, they got... Yeah, they got way bigger. I wonder how many of these corporate sponsors were present with this cheerleading trip. Oh, some, yeah, some of the FedEx, I read that some of the FedEx guys were there. Mm. Uh, and they're the ones who sent the letter about you. So this is, this, this, this web goes deep. Yeah, man. Uh, As it always that. does, man. I wonder if Snyder's been on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, so it's been a fucking crazy week in the NFL. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait till football's back. Um, yeah, I, I really still just fingers crossed that they're going to play. Uh, They'll play. It's not looking good for college football, I can tell you that. No, college, I think college is more important than pro football, actually, to come back for all, well, of, the, for all of the programs. Uh, two of the conferences have announced that they're only going to play conference games. Um, and some of the conferences are starting to weigh the possibility of canceling the season altogether. Yeah, they had a rash of uh, infections with Clemson. I don't know if I were if I if I were the teams, I might herd immunity. <laughs> Just let everybody get it, let everybody get it, and uh, work through it. And then by the time the season's here, they got antibodies. That's yeah, one tactic. I guess yeah. herd immunity before the season. I mean, they are the low lowest risk. Yeah. Um, that age group, yeah. sure. But it, that doesn't take into account the professors and all the other people that work there and stuff. So it's yeah, yeah. You'd probably need a bubble to pull that off. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm no scientist. I'm no Fauci. <laughs> you know, I've seen. A, I saw a mock up of this fucking uh, spacesuit that I think we're all gonna be wearing before this is all over. <laughs> and it's like real high tech. You know what I mean? It's like. Is it made by Oakley? <laughs> no, but it, like, it comes with, like, a helmet and, like, a fucking suit thing. But, of course, you can plug your iPhone into it. So that, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really solve the issue of, like, how do you have sex in the Yeah, that's or, the most important thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, how am I supposed to drink a beer with this thing on, you know what I mean? Uh, um, for all you smokers out there, I don't know how you're going to smoke a cigarette with this thing. I, I don't know. It's uh, uh, snooze, snooze will be bigger than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you'd just be spitting it out inside of your own helmet. Like, <laughs> no, nah, they don't spit with snooze. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that when you're done with it, you're going to spit it Oh, yeah. They're it gonna... Do you want to do history first, or do we do our yeah, placements? Yeah, let's do history first, because I, and I forgot something last week. Okay. We talked, you know, we got in, we first talked about Deshaun Jackson last week. Yeah. And, and quoting Hitler. Um, 
to, but, and then I, I, I think I mentioned that we were going to have another Hitler reference later when we got into Yeah, I was wondering what happened with the reference. And yeah. I forgot because we were kind of in a rush. And, yeah, it's my fault. I let it go because it was such an interesting, creepy story uh, related to the Detroit. Um, of course, Ford. Lions and the Henry Ford family. Uh, so Ford was a notorious um, anti-Semite, wrote like a series of articles that turned into pamphlets called The International Jew, The World's Problem was the title. Damn. Um, explaining, you know, obviously that the Jews were to blame for everything and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the interesting part was the collected articles were sold as, yeah, as a pamphlet, which uh, were subsequently translated into German and inspired Hitler's praise for Ford in Mein Kampf. Ford gets a shout wow. out in Mein Kampf. Um, yeah. Uh, what did he say exactly? Ah, he said, quote, uh, oh, now I'm going to quote Hitler. <laughs> Just what we needed. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, it is the Jews who govern the stock exchange forces of the American Union. Only a single great man, Ford, to their fury, still maintains full independence. Damn. New York Times reported in 1922 that Ford's importance to Hitler was so obvious uh, that on the wall beside Hitler's desk in his private office, he had a large picture of Henry Ford. Damn. So, not, yeah. Yeah, that's not the endorsement I want. <laughs> no. Damn. Yeah, he liked Ford. Yeah, so if Hitler were alive, uh, which some people think that, you know, he escaped and... <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's uh, what a coincidence. Escape is a Ford. Conspiracy characters claims that uh, Hitler escaped the uh, bunker. Uh, he didn't commit suicide, and they took him to Antarctica, where he w met up with aliens from outer space that gave him this technology so that yeah. he could live forever. Yeah. Right? So, assuming that Hitler's still alive, I'm guessing he's a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're gonna put the Detroit Lions anywhere. We should put him in Antarctica, where Hitler lives. I wonder if he liked Barry Sanders. Probably not. Or Megatron. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I thought that was uh Yeah, it's very one. interesting, man. What's uh which division are we doing this week? Which one are we doing? Is this the uh, The history? Uh, yeah, this is the um Well, we're doing the AFC North. AFC North. Okay. Yeah. You got AFC you North. got it ready? <laughs> Yeah, where, where do we start? Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, man. This one's a, this is a weird one. There's a, there's some weird kind of uh, confusing stuff here because you got like oh yeah teams moving. Yeah, they were Cleveland uh, and then the Colts and all of that stuff. Exactly, and I have a little little thing about that as well. Okay, let's start just with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens established February 9th, nineteen ninety six, so that's only twenty four years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Yeah, Art Modell, uh, who was then owner of the Cleveland Browns, announced plans to relocate the franchise to Cleveland. Uh, oh, from Cleveland to Baltimore in 1995. Um, 
this is a kind of a weird situation actually because i don't i don't know if anybody's ever done this as part of the settlement between the league and the city of cleveland modell was required to leave the browns history and records in cleveland for a replacement team uh, and replacement personnel that would resume play in 1999 so basically they were saying oh, wow we're gonna have a cleveland browns here eventually you had to set like <laughs> it's a very weird like cut ties with the team yeah. yeah to start over oddly enough okay so they were saying they think it's a smack in the face to the cleveland fans you leaving so the least you could do is leave the legacy and start anew in uh, baltimore yeah. so in return he was allowed to take his own personnel uh and the team to baltimore uh where you know they would essentially be an expansion team. Okay. So even though they're technically the old Cleveland Browns, uh, on paper they're an expansion team. Okay. Did they get the benefits of expansion team? Like draft picks and stuff like that? Probably not. Because they have the team already intact. Yeah, I would guess no. Okay. I would guess no, but I don't know for sure. Um, either way, the Ravens, uh, have been one of the most successful franchises since they started uh, yeah. over, apparently. <laughs> um, qualified for the playoffs 12 times. Wow. Since, since the year 2000. Um, two Super Bowl championships higher. Nice. One, yeah. they beat the shit out of the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other, they beat the 49ers. In a weird game that ended in a... I mean, they had a, a power outage. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name was inspired, I think you brought this up before, when we were placing teams, inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. who wrote a poem called The Raven. I think that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's how you name a team. Exactly. Instead of, like, the Blackbirds. <laughs> I know, right? Um <laughs> So it, regarding the, the, the move, it's, it, they call it, you can look this up, the Cleveland Browns relocation controversy. Con- controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's known by, f- the fans call it, quote, the move. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think you wanted to, it's, it's always about a new stadium or some shit like that. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So Cleveland fans could be like, We've we've had two Super Bowls. Right. That team has had two Super. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I had this experience with the, um, you know, because when I grew up, I was a hockey fan as a kid too, um, and in, where I grew up in Atlanta, we had the Atlanta Flames, and they left for Calgary in 1980, um, and eight years later they won the Stanley Cup. Damn. Yeah, imagine Seattle fans, Supersonics, go down to Oklahoma City. Oh, they didn't win, though, but they went to the finals. They had a good team for a while. Man. That's... I think the worst story I ever heard was the, it was also a hockey reference. Sorry, I know we're here to talk about football. Uh, <laughs> but the Quebec Nordiques leave Quebec, move to Denver, Colorado, and won a Stanley Cup the year that they moved. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a smack in the face. Wow. Uh, what's the next team we got in the AFC North? Cleveland, right? Oh, Cincinnati. Correct, Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, established May 23rd, 
1967. Okay. Um, yeah, part of the AFL. Um, and um, owned partially by former Cleveland Browns head coach Paul Brown, um, which we'll get to them in a minute, Cleveland. Um, which is, yeah, they didn't they win? Paul Brown is one of those guys who's like, we should we could do a whole thing about Paul Brown, that guy, the number of innovations that he introduced okay. into the league are endless. I'm not familiar with like, him. Okay, that'd be fun. Crazy. Like, he's the one who came up with putting um, headphones in the helmets, mm-hmm. uh, filming from the top of the stadium, all kinds of – he came up with all kinds of crazy technological things that – at the time, were considered bizarre, but today are completely normal. Because mm. um, yeah, nice. he did them, he did them without asking permission. Like he just started put he he figured out a way to put a headphone inside of his quarterback's helmet so that he could communicate with him. And when the league found out about it, they made him stop. Um, and now everybody has one. Yeah, <laughs> and on defense with the safe or a defensive captain. Yeah, with the green dot. Yeah, that's why our listeners should know that if you see a green dot on the helmet, that means they can communicate with the coach. Yeah. Uh, Brown was the Bengals' head coach from the beginning. Um, let's see. What else? Um, yeah, he was um, – He, I think he even chose their uniforms too. <laughs> he he was one of those coaches who like he wanted to be a coach but he also wanted to be an owner. Um, Bengals have never really been that good. I mean they have been to the Super Bowl what well, once. Uh, uh, didn't they play the Forty Nine? Oh, no, they twice, twice, twice. They lost twice. They lost Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, lost both of them to the Forty Nineers actually. Yeah. Um. um Consistency has long escaped the franchise. Their team has remained unable to win in the postseason and has not won a playoff game since 1990. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990? Uh-huh. Longest active drought in the NFL. Wow. And the Bengals, of course, are one of the 12 NFL teams to have never won the Super Bowl. Damn. Mm. Uh, I didn't give my Cleveland story, but I guess we could skip that. I don't have much to say about Cleveland. Well, we haven't gotten I mean, uh, Baltimore. I didn't give a Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess I, I, I root for Baltimore. They're tough. Uh, I like the whole hard-nosed football that they've always seemed to represent. So, And I like hardball. Uh, as I said, I've said, a, as I've said a few times that the uh, – yeah, the quarterback's pretty uh, – I, mean, I was thinking about old Baltimore. They had a bunch of players from the University of Miami played for that squad. So I've always been, you know, Ed Reed's the best safety of all time. Ray Lewis, one of the best linebackers, and they're both from the University of Miami. So I've always liked uh, uh, Baltimore. <laughs> they had Willis McGahee. Uh But anyway, uh, as far as Cincinnati, uh, I always liked the uniforms, man. I thought it was cool. Uh, Mr. Brown did a good job with that. <laughs> yeah, I always liked them too. And I think this year Bengals are have been so bad, for, for especially for the last couple of years. Uh, everyone's kind of excited that they might be a team worth watching this year. They got that, I forget his name, but they had a running back who was quite good last year. And of course, they got the first round draft pick, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. from LSU. Uh, and if AJ Green. He's going to be a bust. He probably. But if AJ <laughs> Green can stay healthy, AJ Green is one of those guys. He can catch anything. Uh, he can throw it up there and he'll grab it. 
they don't have the team around Joe Burrow to help him out, and I think he's going to need that. So. Well, I predict they'll win more than one game, which is all they did last year. Yeah, it'd be an right? improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, next team, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland Browns established uh, June 4th, 1994, 76 years ago. Um, yeah, part of the AFL. Um, let's see. Yeah, they were really good, actually, when they first started. They dominated, uh, had a 47-4-3 and record in the league's four seasons. Wow. Seasons, winning a championship in each. Uh, when that initial league folded, the Browns joined the NFL, along with the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Colts. Team won a championship in their inaugural season, as well as in 1954, 55, 1964. Damn, they were a dynasty. <clears throat> yeah, they were good. Um, they're one of those teams that, like, like one of the most successful teams pre-Super Bowl era. Um, and then, of course, as soon as the Super Bowl era hit, hit they've, <laughs> they've never won a Super Bowl. Wow. Um, um, yeah, and... Back to Paul Brown, uh, I believe that Cleveland is the only team that is named after a person. The team is named after their first coach, Paul Brown. What? Yeah, true. It, I think it started as like kind of a thing, like Paul's Browns. Like they wore, you know, yeah. some journalist said that, and they just started calling them the, the Cleveland Browns. Um, wow. Yeah. And then he went on to coach another team, and they kept the name. Yeah, I think there was some, you know, again, back to Art Modell, he, he kind of felt a little screwed. They, there was some kind of rift there. Uh, I think it was basically just a power thing. Art Modell, I think he bought the team in the 60s or something, and, and he and um, he and Paul Brown just didn't get along very well. But, I mean, uh, like the Cincinnati – had Paul Brown. Yeah, but he, he went, so he left Cleveland and went to Cincinnati. That's what I'm saying. Why keep the name the Browns if he's not even, if he's coaching another team? Yeah. Well, wow. It's drama, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, my relationship with the Browns is that they've always been the the poop stain of the NFL, the laughing stock. Just, I mean, Dolphins aren't far from that but uh but at least the dolphins have won yeah two super bowls uh and yeah (laughs) 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 but man uh poor poor browns i always just feel bad for them and when i see a browns fan i'm just like i know it's been a rough go but salute to you as a as a fan you know what i mean if you can stick with your team that shows character so yeah What's the uh, Steelers situation? I um, my thing with the Browns is that oh my I bad. Think, oddly enough, I kind of like their uniform. Okay. Um, there's something old school. Definitely. About it that I really like, and that co- that that color combination. Yeah, the brown and the orange is nice. Yeah. Brown. Um, and right now they're my favorite non-Atlanta-based team, mostly because they have Nick Chubb, and I love Nick Chubb, <laughs> uh, because he used to play for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, yeah, 
So nice. Uh, he's, yeah. You're a glutton for punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Pretty team, good. your team at heart is the Falcons, and then the one team you choose to root for. I know, and that's sad. I could have chosen any other team on the planet, like a good. Yeah, any AFC team, you could have been like, you know what? I kind of root for the Patriots when, uh, whenever they're not playing the Falcons. But no, you said I root for Cleveland. That's like some sad Sundays, man. Yeah. Go Browns. Go Browns. Uh, what's up with the Steelers, man? Five or six Super Bowl titles at six. Oh. Um, they joined the NFL as the Pittsburgh Pirates. Really? Uh, interestingly enough, um, team was owned by Art Rooney. Of course. About him before. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I don't know why they did this. They took their original name from the baseball team. It seems quite common for the people that did this back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then changed the name later. Um. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. But they're Steel oh, City, right? They're like the Steel Hub. Yeah. And that's why they changed the Steelers. This is an interesting thing that I highlighted here. Uh, during World War II, the Steelers experienced player shortages. Uh, and then they twice merged with other NHL franchises to steal the team. Little person in the back. Yeah, that's my son. <laughs> uh, he can't hear. He can't hear anything. Yeah, the yeah, interesting. Yeah, back in the day, Jesus Christ, I wish I had the news that I put on on the team. Yeah, oh, nineteen forty-three, they merged the Philadelphia Eagles with with this Pittsburgh Steelers team, uh, forming the Phil Pitt Eagles, and were known as the Steagles. No way. Team went five, four, and one, uh, and then uh, they had another occasion where they they merged with the Chicago Cardinals, and they were known as the Card Pit. Nuh-uh. Uh And people started marking them, mocking them. I wonder why. The, the carpets. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You get walked that. all over. But man, they had some good players in the seventies. Jesus Christ. Sixties and seventies. Me and Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Uh, Len Swan. Yes. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Stalwart. John, John Stalwart. Those yeah. two fucking guys together. Those, those are I, I don't. I wasn't. A, I didn't get to like enjoy watching them, but I remember watching uh, football films or whatever it's called. That great show with Lee Schreiber uh, narrating. Oh, so good, man. I'm old enough to remember watching them play, and I mean, some of the you go back and Google some of the cat. I mean, some of the catches that Len Swan yeah. made. I recently watched a um, one of those NFL films, like a Football Life, where they, I thought it was actually a pretty good decision. They decided to do an hour documentary, not just on one person, but they did it on Lynn Swan and John Stallworth, because they were the two receivers for the Steelers back then, mm-hmm. and they had two very different styles. Um, but the thing about Lynn Swan was that it, when he was a kid, uh, his mother made him take dance class. And so he was learning how to tap dance and how to do ballet. And he was explaining in this documentary how much he used his ballet training as a wide receiver. And it made so much sense, this idea that the moment that you jump into the air, 
you're you're looking for a way to plant that foot mm-hmm. in a way where you can make whatever you're not just thinking about landing you're thinking about landing and making the next step how does that work yeah. you know how are you going to work that out and when you thought about it from that perspective it made Lynn Swan make a lot of sense the they had a player uh I want to say his name is Mendenhall the Steelers he was a running back and uh I mean it came and went because they picked up uh, the one beast they had uh, that they uh, – what's his name that went to the uh, Steelers? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, so yeah, before yeah. Le'Veon Bell, they had Mendenhall, and he did dance classes to improve his footwork on the field. And they showed him doing, like, these dance moves and stuff and then how he applied it to, to running. But um, he had, like, a little flash in the pan season. and uh, right. But then they got Le'Veon and – Yeah. But wow, man, the Steelers story is very interesting. That might have been the most interesting story of one. the teams, yeah. merging with two different cities, too. You like the Steelers? Have you always liked them? Or yeah, man, know? especially now. Uh, Mike Tomlin looks like my dad. Oh, <laughs> so when I see him, I'm like, there you are, gone all my life. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I've uh, always something about him, man. Um, it's another. I think all the tough teams, man, like the hard nosed uh, teams, like that. The Rooney Rule, knowing the whole history of that, and I like the what's his name, Heinz. Uh, what's the receiver? Oh. Caught everything. His name was Heinz something. Ah, he was a small guy. He could play wide receiver, and uh, I'm gonna look it up, man. Fuck it. Um, I, I've always hated teams from Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, but the Steelers are the one exception. Um, I love that Steel Curtain era. Heinz Ward. Um, Heinz Ward, yeah. yeah. I love Mean Joe Green. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gentle Giant. Yeah. Um, the Coca-Cola commercial. Classic. Uh, I think it was uh, knowing the legacy of that uh, just made me realize it's an important team. And then you got to kind of root for them. Even that Super Bowl that they stole or that they gave. I shouldn't say they stole it from the for, uh, from the Seahawks because you never know. But right. the one that they gave to <laughs> the Steelers, I was still, like, happy for them. I was yeah. still, like, yeah. And my and my best and friend, he's a big Steelers fan, so. For me, I think it's, um, you, you know, I, I was a wide receiver when I played football in high school. And so, you know, it was hard not to like a dude like Lance yeah. or John Stallworth. Um, and Terry Bradshaw too. His, he, you know, yeah. there are a lot of guys. There are not a lot of guys in the league that will sort of say it like it is, or just say whatever the hell they feel like saying. Yeah. Um, and so I like Terry Bradshaw. I like that he's kind of a sort of a funny loudmouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Terry. I always thought he was kind of funny. Yeah. Wow, man, the AFC North, man, they got some good history. Totally. Yeah, some weird shit going down there. All right. Uh, Let's. We can move on to the AFC West uh, uh, placements in Europe, and that'll be that'll conclude our placements. Yeah. And then, uh, and then next week we'll keep working on the uh, the histories, and then we'll start doing positions. I'll start preparing some positions. So everybody, stay tuned for that. Uh, You ready to go with the Denver Broncos? I think you should go first. Okay. Um, because I think I have a way to end this segment off with a bang. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> nice. All right, Denver Broncos. Um, I picked Georgia. What? Yeah, man, I picked Georgia. Not my Georgia. Not your Georgia. Not Georgia. Not, Georgia. Not that Georgia. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Georgia um, that uh, was recent was recently invaded by Russia, Georgia. <laughs> But Georgia is located in the Caucasus region of Eurasia. And what's more Caucasian than Colorado? Uh, (laughs) 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 Georgia has the highest elevation in Europe after Russia. Uh, And uh, Denver is known for its high elevation, and that's why their kickers always prosper. People think that they're really good, but there's really thin air up there uh, in Denver. Uh, I was going to choose Russia due to elevation, but their weed policies are pretty much the opposite of Denver, Colorado. Uh, and Colorado legalized weed for recreational use back in 2012. I haven't looked back since. They've uh, turned around their economic situation through legalizing marijuana. Uh, so that's why I couldn't do Russia, because they will put you in jail for weed. Uh, and Georgia doesn't. Georgia went legal back in 2018. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a great place to roll up one. And watch a Broncos game. Nice. <laughs> That's my like that. Denver Broncos, Good. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I chose with the Broncos in Switzerland. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where exactly, but you know, somewhere where they have mountains and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, similar climate. They got mountains and shit. Uh. You got skiing. You know, Denver. You got uh, you got the Rockies. Switzerland. You got the Alps. Um, and then, interestingly enough, uh, I discovered something in the late 1800s, um, as the railways were being built going out west, um, Colorado became like kind of a favorite vacation spot for the so-called city slickers from, from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this guy named Samuel Bowles, who appears to be the first, he, he'd written this guidebook about you know, this newly discovered and newly popularized territory in Colorado, where he called um, Colorado uh, the Switzerland of America. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And they even, because of that, started building all these little Swiss-style houses and, you know, being Americans who think they're at the center of the universe. It didn't take long, obviously, for them to flip it around and start calling Switzerland the Colorado Colorado of Europe. Uh, but yeah, so that that was yeah. That was pretty that cool. Was that's pretty cool. Uh, next team is Kansas City Chiefs. This was a hard one for me, but I ended up I landed on the Bratislava. Okay. Uh, it's the west. You know, I was kind of going with a region too, West Slovakia. Uh, okay. Kansas City is the largest city in Missouri. Bratislava is the largest city in Slovakia. So because of the regions, I chose that. Uh, both cities located on large rivers with uh, the Missouri River and the Danube River, uh, mm-hmm. uh, respectively. And uh, mm-hmm. both places have a proud working class background uh, as far as their population. So that was why I chose uh, West Slovakia. Nice. I had a hard time with this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of went back and forth on a lot of different things. I discovered that Sevilla was the sister city of Kansas City for some reason. Um, but then I felt like I couldn't pick that because I put somebody else there. At some point. <laughs> it feels too small to have two football teams. Uh, how dare you? Uh, but then I stumbled onto this very weird story uh, about these two towns called 
Barley Herzog and Barley Nassau. Barley Herzog is in Belgium and Barley Nassau is in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Kansas City is also in two states. Ah. Right? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, and th- basically, this town is basically one town, but it's in two different countries, and they have this weird borderline that it even it cuts through houses, it cuts through shops, it cuts through liquor stores, and they've made, like, you know, you can see this little line cutting through the entire town, um, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I discovered about Kansas City, which I didn't know before, is that Kansas City is known as the city of fountains. Okay. They have over 200 water fountains. Is it because of uh, segregation? No. <laughs> okay. It was the whites-only fountains? You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, what do politicians want to waste their money on? It's like, oh, everyone's mad at us. Let's make another fountain. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably how it counts. I'm just guessing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, and also, it, you know, in places like Belgium and Netherlands, you have some really super awesome fountains. There's one uh, in the Netherlands that's like one of the most famous fountains where they light up at night. They also have this giant penis fountain. In the red light district. I've heard about and that. And of course, in Belgium, you have the Pierre Boy, mm-hmm. which is world renowned. Uh, so, yeah, so mainly I chose it because it's like one town, but it's divided between two countries. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's good, man. Las Vegas Raiders. I, uh, I chose Melnik, Bulgaria. Mm. And that was basically because of two things. What's Las Vegas known for? Desert and gambling. Uh, Vegas is all about gambling, located in the desert, and that's exactly why uh, Bulgaria, because there's a desert there, and uh, there's gambling allowed there. That was the biggest gambling location I could find in Europe. Uh, And uh, the two cities look similar as well. When I looked at it, I was like, ah, this is it. It just felt right. Melnik, Bulgaria. I chose Moscow. Oh, well, you went up Okay. Um, <clears throat> mostly because of uh, not necessarily to do with the city, but just more to do with the personality of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like if you think, I feel like you know these these devious pirates of Europe. Like it, it, Russia's always a bad guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, <clears throat> and in the seventies, especially, I mean, the Raiders really leaned into this identity of their mascot. You know, the way yeah. they played the game. I think would be very much appreciated in a place like Russia, uh, where they were like, I mean, they, it wasn't just about hitting dudes; it was about hitting dudes and ripping their helmets off. Yeah. You know, uh, they also had a lot of steroids controversies, which you have in 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 Russia quite frequently. <laughs> uh, Al Davis, who ran the team, uh-huh. was quite a imposing figure. Really clever, interesting, <laughs> but also quite devious and ruthless dude. Uh, is is Davis Putin? <laughs> you know, it's weird. It, it feels, it, in a way, yeah, he is kind of. He's. I think ultimately Al Davis is a better person than Vladimir Putin, mm. but he does have a Putin-like side to him, right? Um, he, he has some really famous quotes. One of which was, "I don't care about respect. I care about being feared." And intimidated Oof. respect will come after that. Uh, wow. Al Davis was accused of snooping on the sidelines. The team was accused of using illegal padding um, throughout their 
70s. Um, Patent elections? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Russia, clearly, also interested in being feared mm-hmm. uh, as, as a way of gaining respect. Also, this is the other kind of interesting comparison. The Raiders, at the time, especially in the 70s, they had a thing called the Raider, the Raider Rule. Okay. Okay? Rule number one, cheating is encouraged. These were hanging up in the locker room. Wow. <laughs> cheating is encouraged. Rule number two, see rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that was it. Those were the Raider rules. And famously, during the uh, Cold War era, you had this thing called the Moscow Rule, KGB. Mm-hmm. And they had their own little set of rules for how they were going to you know, do their whole espionage mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. So... But that being said, I feel like I have to say that there's a good side to Al Davis because Al Davis, um, I'm pretty sure he hired the first black quarterback. Definitely, um, coach. First black quarterback in the first round, actually, is what it says oh, here. Jamarcus Russell? Um, hired the first black coach or show. What quarterback was it? I don't know. Was actually. it Jamarcus Russell? Maybe. Um, no, it had to be before that. First round, maybe. Maybe it was him because he made all of their money. Maybe, yeah. Um, so there's a good side to Al Davis, but that being said, I think, you know, the 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 image that the Raiders like to to put forth, even though they don't really do that so much anymore, they're not that good. But but you know, the Raiders that I grew up with, I think, really will fit well um, in Russia. Okay, I like it, man. I like it a lot. Uh, Chargers, I put uh, Lisbon, Portugal. Mm, nice. It's a West Coast city. There's plenty of sun and beaches like L.A. Uh, Lisbon is a it's a city on hills when you look at it, uh, and Hollywood Hills is is a known destination in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Lisbon is the wealthiest region of Portugal, and uh, L.A. is the wealthiest region, the richest region uh, in America. So I yeah. thought it just made sense for the two. Yeah, like it. Um, Chargers. Um, I went a different route. Mm. Antarctica. Luxembourg. Oh. Luxembourg. Uh, for starters, much like the Chargers, nobody really gives a shit about Luxembourg. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, more importantly, and this is such a crazy story, I can't believe I found this. Um, in 1807, Napoleon and his army occupied Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Uh, they built a bunch of like underground bunkers to store their weapons, right? Their weapons and their ammunition. But on June 26, 1807, a powerful bolt of lightning struck one of these fortresses, causing a massive explosion that destroyed two city blocks, killed hundreds of people, and to this day is known as the most deadly lightning strike in human history. Wow. So that's why. Chargers. <laughs> yeah, man. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> I got a friend of mine that's going to take a, a map of Europe and they're gonna play, he's going to place uh, helmets, logos, on uh, each place so that everybody can see the places that so we chose. So has he kept track of where we put them all? Because I can't remember where the fuck I put everybody. I mean, the good thing about this podcast is that it's recorded. You can go back. 
and we do it at the end of the episode. So I'll find it. I'll write it all down, and I'll get it to my friend. Because I feel like that's one of those things we should be writing down as we went. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was emailing my stuff to myself, so I'll have those. I know mine, and then I'll find yours. I have some of them written down, too. Yeah, we'll figure it out, but we'll get it put down. Uh, shout out to David, who's going to do that for us. And then I'll, I'll put it out so everybody can see. Uh, where the coverage would be if we were running the NFL, how to get uh, uh, interest in Europe. This has yeah. been really fun, man, uh, doing this project. I, I like it. It was yeah, it was fun to see. Very cool. I think it, it was your idea, mm. and I think it was brilliant. I think you're totally 100% right um, that this is how you would actually popularize the league and the rest of Europe. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I think um, so too, man. I'm, I might pitch it to the NFL with our meeting next week when we talk about uh, taking Deshaun and uh, yeah. and uh, Julian over mm-hmm. to these museums. So you gonna wear that hat when you hang out with? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I represent my team, man. <laughs> oh man, but uh, this is the longest episode so far. I'm proud of us. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been real, man. Um, thanks, everybody, for checking out another episode of SpinFL. We'll be back next week with uh, likely more updates and more juicy drama from uh, our favorite league. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's been Jonathan Rollins with SpinFL. See you all next episode. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.